The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I want to tell you the story about Ames. There was a construction company, high class, high line, New York City. They were on top of one of these skyscraper buildings, big, beautiful, posh office. You walked in, you thought you walked into some sort of a uh, high-end law firm. Construction company, they made very top of the line, very super expensive, wealthy houses. Their clientele was from the wealthiest on the planet. People didn't know the secret of this company. They were so successful because they had one guy. One guy that was so talented. His name was Ames. Now, Ames was not the head of the company, nor the vice president. He was simply one of the great managers of this wonderful company, but he put them on the map. He put them on the map. It was his work that they flaunted. It was his reputation that brought the company incredible wealth and prestige. Ames, you can imagine, was being paid incredibly well. And it came to a point in life where he was still young and he made enough money. He made more money than he could spend. So Ames walks into the office of the VP, the vice president, he says, Mr. Vice President, thank you for all these years that you gave me a great opportunity to work here. But I think it's time for me to go back and start enjoying what life really should be. I should start giving some time to my wife. I should start giving some time to my children. Quality time, family time. I shunned them all these years just for my job, flying to different parts of the world to make these exotic houses. It's time. And the VP says, I understand. But Ames... Without you, the company will not survive. You're our cleanup hitter. You're a star, a super star salesman, builder, contractor. Nobody can do what Ames can do. So Ames, come on, between me and you, what, what is this really about? Promotion? Is that what it is? Come, come, come. I'll throw you a number. Tell me if I'm in the ballpark of wh what you're thinking. Ames says, no, 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 sir, sir, you don't get it. Really, this is, not a this is not a negotiation. I already made enough money. I can't even spend what I already made. I just, I just feel that it's my time. It's my time to retire and go back and enjoy life while I'm still healthy and young. Vice President says, come on, Ames, Ames, what, what, what is this about? Come on, the truth. Tell me. Come on, because everything in life is about money. You know that. Come on. Tell me the truth. What is it? Is it really money? Do I have to give you a better number, a bigger number? He says, no, Mr. Vice President, I'll tell you it's not about that. I know what it's about. It's about, it's about being partner, isn't it? You want to be partner in the company, isn't it? Ames, Ames, listen to me. I knew this day would come. The VP leans back at this point, you know, and he lights up a cigar i knew i i knew i knew the day i saw you you walked into this company i knew you were an all-star i knew you were going places i knew it and i knew this day would come that i would offer you partner partner with the company you'll be a junior partner together with us senior boys yeah ames if that's what this is about i think we can work something out ames says mr vice president you don't understand it's not about partner it's not about money. I'm done. I just want 
to retire. I want to live life. I'm done. Vice President saw that he was real. He wasn't letting go. So Vice President turns to him and says, okay, listen, I see that you're, your mind is set up. I can't sway you. But I need to ask one favor. We've been together for a few decades. One favor. Don't walk out of me so abrupt. I already signed a deal. And I promise that you're going to build it. He picks up the file and he says, you see this? This is your next exotic house. But now, I respect your decision. This will be your last exotic house. Do this deal and then I'll let you retire. I already signed. We already took a deposit from the people. Abe says, okay, I, uh, I guess that's only fair. I didn't give you a forewarning. You signed because of me. I'm not going to keep you hanging dry. All right. He takes the file. He looks. He says, wow, this is it's magnificent, this house. He says, yeah. Look at the architectural plans. It's at the edge of this cliff overlooking the ocean. It's something breathtaking. Breathtaking. Ames, build this house. You're free to go. Ames says, okay. All right. You got a deal. Ames takes the uh, file under arm, walks out, tells his wife and children, bear with me. One last job. But you'll see. It'll take me eight months to build this house, but after that, I'm done. I'm coming home. I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be a husband. That's it. Well, he goes out to the job and he begins to build. In the back of the mind of Ames, he's thinking to himself, I can't wait till this job is over. This is it. This is my curtain call. My last job. Yeah, let me just get this thing done. And they did not build the house the way a real Ames house was built on the reputation of over the years. <clears throat> because he knew that this house was the time lock. The minute he's done with this house, it's all over. So he builds the house, but it wasn't exactly as perfect as a true Ames home. And the foundation was a drop-off, but he didn't make a big deal out of it. Normally, you would never hear of such a thing. And the beams were a centimeter slightly off, but okay, big deal. Would anyone notice? I have no clue. You have to live in the house for 20 years to start noticing that things are starting to creak and crack. They'll never know. I just went out of here. And he built the house half-heartedly. And even the doors weren't exactly, but it was good enough. And at the end, he finishes in record-breaking time. Instead of it taking the normal eight months of an Ames home of perfection. It turned six months of a home that he was Yotze with good enough because I'm done. I'm out. I'm Yotze. And after six months, he comes back to the VP and he says, Sir, in record-breaking timing, I finished the home. And now, as you promised, I'm free to go. I'm done. And he had a big smile on his face. Thank you, sir. Shakes the VP's hand. He turns around, he's about to leave. And as he's about to leave, the vice president says, uh, 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 Ames, wait, 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 wait. Before you go, before you go, I'd like to give you something as a thank you for the incredible work and how you raised this company 
like no one else. And how our reputation was built on yours. And how what you did over the years for this company, we cannot repay you. But at least when we put our heads together, we thought that the best parting gift that we can give Ames is a magnificent Ames built home. Here's the keys to your home. And he hands him the keys to the home he just built. And Ames looks down at the keys. And he looks at the vice president. And he looks back at the keys and he says, Oy vey! If I would have known I was building my home. Wow. I would have put into that so much. More of a feel. I would have given it everything I had instead of just schlepping through it to be Yitzhak to get it over with. I ah, says the Baalei Musar, Ames, that's me and you. What you don't realize is Hashem tells us what you're building in this world is your home for the next world. You want to go through life just being Yitzhak? You want to go through life, Torah mitzvot. Eh, it's good enough. I missed a minion here. All right, so I didn't do Chazara. Big deal. I'll get it the next time around, Daf Yomi comes around. If that's the attitude, then when you get upstairs, they're going to say to you, and here's your home. And they're going to hand you the keys. And the doors are going to be a little off. And the foundation is going to be a little off. And the, the, the beams of the house is going to be creaking and you're going to say, give out if I knew I was building my home. I would have put heart and soul. Every day of your life, you're writing another chapter of the legacy that you'll leave behind for your kids to read about one day. But you're also building your home in the next world. The results of everything you did and the way you did it. This world is about action. The next world is about the results. Korach knew a secret. A secret that I want you to hear. There's no bigger results in the next world than on the actions that are placed in the tzibor in this world. The zechut tzibor it brings out it renders, it returns the greatest results beyond human calculation in the world to come. If you really want to bank on this concept, and if you want to come to a fantastic surprise of results in the next world, get involved with putting your actions in the tzibur. Korach wanted to do for Klal Yisrael. Before his kavod got in his way, before the wife started pressing the wrong buttons and destroyed a husband unlike the wife of Omben Pelet. But he had a first glance chuka. I want to be Kohen Gadol so I could be Makriv all the korbanot of the tzibor because I know the secret.
I'm building for the results of the coming world and there is there are no results like the results that come out of the good at Sibor. I want to end off and tell you something fantastic. I heard this from one of my Rosh Hashivot, Rabbi Elephant from Yeshivat Itri. I want you to hear, he told me when he was learning in Beis HaTalmud by Reb Leib Malin, Zechit Tzadik Lebracha, Chidush Rebari Leib, I'm sure all the guys out there who learned in Yeshiva remember that Sefer, especially in Baba Kama, Baba Metziah, Baba Baal, Reb Leib, Reb Leib Malin, it's unbelievable, fantastic London, Talmud Reb Ruskarov, Reb Leib Malin, Listen to this unbelievable Maisa. Rabbi Elephant told me that one day he walked into Yeshiva Ben Asdarim. Nobody was there. And he sees two legs, literally, sticking out of the floor of the bathroom. As if someone was laying face down on the floor of the bathroom with his legs protruding outside the door. At first it looked like someone fainted. So Rabbi Elephant told me he ran up there to see what in the world to help the person. And he couldn't believe his eyes. Those legs sticking out of the bathroom belonged to none other than the Rosh Hashiva, Reb Leib Malin. And what does he see? He sees Reb Leib is on the floor, scrubbing the floor of the bathroom with his hands. He's cleaning the bathroom floor on hands and knees. Reb Leib Malin, do you understand what I'm telling you here? Gadol Hador, is it gone? So Rabbi Elephant screamed, Roshiva, what are you doing? He jumps down on the floor, he grabs him by the arm, he schleps him up, he says, I'll do it, what are you doing? Rabbi Leib looks at him, he says to him, Mancha, let me tell you a secret in life. Listen to the secret. The secret of Rabbi Leib Malin. He says, when uh, you go to the big city, he said, and you come to one of these big posh hotels. You go to, uh, you know, you go to the Hilton in New York City, the New York Hilton, right? Highline, Highline. You come inside and you sit in the lobby, magnificent, beautiful posh lobby. And you have someone there on the piano, plush carpets, magnificent, comfy couches. You have waiters and people walking in and out. Those who went on dates there, you know what I'm talking about. And a waiter comes up and says, Sir, can I bring you a drink? Can I get you something from the bar? He said, Yeah. Uh, I'll have a cup of Coke. And they bring you a cup of Coke. How much, Estrablabe, how much are you paying for that cup, that glass of Coca-Cola? How much are you paying? at least five six dollars for that cup of coca-cola five six bucks it's not even a can it's a cup five six bucks and wait you got a tip you got a tip for a cup of coca-cola yeah yeah but relief says I, I i don't get it he says well how could they how could they get away with that says Rebleib, i'll tell you the secret because you're a guest in the hotel, so when you order up that Coke, you're not just paying for the Coca-Cola, you're paying for the service, you're paying for the guy playing the piano, you're paying for the plush carpet you're walking on, 
You're paying for the plush couch that you're sitting on. In English, there's a word called the ambiance. You are paying for the entire experience. You're paying for the ambiance. And it's all in that five, six bucks that you're paying for that one little glass of Coke. That three quarters of it is ice. But you're paying for everything, all the ambiance. Says Rebbe, I want to ask you something, Malcha. If that waiter who brought you the cup of Coke that you just paid five, six dollars for, if that waiter would go back to the kitchen of the New York Hilton because he's working all day, he's tired, he's on his feet, and he asks the back kitchen, "Hey, can I get a cup of Coke to drink just for a moment, just catch my breath before I go out and continue working my shift?" They give him a cup of Coke. The waiter drinks the cup of Coke. How much does the waiter pay for that cup of Coke? Says Rebleib, if he pays anything at all, they'll charge him pennies, cost price of whatever it costs a hotel. And even that probably they wouldn't charge him. They'd give it for free because why? He works for the hotel. Whereas you sitting on the plush couches, you're a guest. It's expensive to be a guest in a hotel. The secret in life, said Rebleib. Is to be a waiter of the hotel. Says Rebbeid Malin, when a person goes upstairs after 120 years, he's going to say, "Wait, wait one second. Where's my schuyot? Where's all my mitzvahs? My mitzvot? My Torah? Mama? Sim tovim? What's going on here? How come the count is empty? A whole lifetime. All I did was put away and put away and put away and do and do and do and do. I did so much. Where's the results? Where's the mitzvot? Where's the schuyot?" And they say, well, sir, listen, <coughs> you know, we gave you a wonderful wife, beautiful children. We gave you a magnificent house on Ocean Parkway. You were driving around in an $80,000 car. These things cost money. You went through the world, the great hotel of God, living as a guest. It was all about taking. It was all about you. To be a guest in God's hotel is very very expensive. That costs top dollar. Even for a cup of Coke, you're paying six bucks. And that wipes out so much in our account. The secret of this world is to be a waiter in the world of God's great hotel. Work for the Tzibur. Do for the Tzibur. Service the Tzibur. And then... Even if they do charge you in the hotel of God, they charge you pennies, cost price, if, if anything at all. Why? Because you worked for the establishment. All your ma'asim were l'shem klal Yisrael. All your ma'asim was for klal. I want to do for the shul. I want to do for the yeshiva. I want to do for the kail. I want to do for the bet Yaakov. I want to do, I want to help. I want to do those people. They come to the next world. Their ma'asim are still there and the results are exponential. There we go. We hit that word again. Their results is exponential. That's the secret of this world. We should be zocheh. That our ma'asim in this world should be in the way of those great oskem vitzorche tzibur be'emunah. Shakarish Baruchi Shalem Shadam 
and we should be zochet to be the waiters of the great hotel of Hashem. So like this, when we get to the next world, we can have the amazing results that one can only fathom. Thank you for listening. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.